Mark, how is life in the top 100? Yeah, it's it's pretty nice for sure. I mean, it's um, something I've been aiming for my entire career. Um, it was a big step for me. And I mean, I think all the tournaments on this level are, are really amazing to play. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. Have you noticed a difference being ranked in the top 100? Um, yeah, I would say so in a kind of way that um, when I look at a draw, I feel like it's don't want to play against any of these guys <laughs> to be honest I feel like it's every round is just really tough I mean you have to be at the top of your game um, if you want to have a chance but then I think it's also very thrilling to see that I mean there's always a winner from every single match and not every match is on the highest level um, obviously we always try to do our best on the court but I mean the conditions play a big role um, on what kind of service we play um, I think it's one of the best things about tennis is just that it always stays very interesting because yeah, there's so many different things that come together in a match, opponent-wise, um, things you have to think about, tactics. Um, I mean, if you play against the same guy twice in a row, it doesn't mean that you're going to win if you won the first time because it's just every match starts from, from scratch. And, yeah, that's, I think, one of the best things about it. So when you see a draw and you think, oh, my goodness, I don't really want to play any of these, does that mean that you have to shift your whole mentality about how you look at a draw? Yeah, I might. But then, on the other hand, I feel like none of the guys also want to play against me. So I think that's just something that's normal. <laughs> um, and I think it's also it's also good. I mean, it's the kind of rivalry that's that's, that's healthy for us player athletes to to keep uh, performing better, to um, improving on all levels. And um, then again, I mean, I know. I mean, I can beat anyone when I see a draw. At the same time, I also know I can lose lose against anyone. So I mean, it's just about um, the margins are thin. And, um, yeah, but I'm always up for a challenge, that's for sure. And I think that's what has to be basically a must if you're a professional tennis player. Your progress has been gradual. You broke the top 400 in July 2018, top 200 in September 2020. How much was it an act of faith to keep going when that progress was fairly slow and where you may have seemed to get stuck at a certain ranking position for a long period? Yeah, I mean, I was... um, I was at the end of each year. I basically looked at my rankings, what I was doing, and after every single year, I saw I was moving forward. And I, like you said, it was not always very fast, and I was always a player who had a couple of good weeks a year usually, um, but then lots of weeks that were not good. Um, so it was not, not easy at all. I mean, especially early stages. Um, but after every year, I felt like I was actually improving, um, making new experiences, um, also practice-wise, being able to play on a higher level, practice on a higher level. Um, and I mean, every year, new things came came into the picture, like playing Davis Cup for the first time, playing an ATP event for the first time, or I don't know, winning a future for the first time. And I mean, those are all experiences that I felt like after every year are things that I'm already proud of and that make me want to want more, for sure. And, um, yeah, that's why I basically after a year I saw no reason um, to stop because, I mean, I'm, I live in Switzerland. I'm basically living a good life. It's, I'm privileged to have um, a healthy family around me who's there to support me as well. So it was for me clear that I just wanted to keep going at it to see how far I could actually come. I mean, we think of tennis as a very glamorous sport, and especially the slams, the 1,000s, the 500s. You play in great arenas with lots of spectators. Not quite like that when you're ranked 350 and playing a challenger or even below challenger level. What keeps you going at that level? 
Yeah, I mean, I think challenges are a bit different because, I mean, it's just you're really fighting for survival there, um, which is not easier. It's The level is still really high. I mean, lots of high-quality players playing challengers. Everyone wants to go further up the rankings. Um, I feel like there again, I mean, I didn't have that much experience on tour before, so also challenger events I was playing... Um, I was used to the future, so I, when I came to the challenges, I thought, like, yeah, it's already a big step upward. Um, you already feel more like a professional tennis player. Um, and then, of course, if you go higher up, then it, always, it just always gets a bit more. And, I mean, also playing big names in a challenge, suddenly it's also an experience that is extremely <laughs> an impression. And, I mean, it's just those kind of experiences just, just help me as a player. And I think that's what you also need. Uh, if you want to stay on the ATP Tour, you just need to know um, what tour is like um, yeah, further down the rankings because that's really where you don't want to be playing at the end. So what's the biggest difference between a Futures and a Challenger? Is it just the players you're playing or is there, are there things in your field of vision that are different? I feel like on Futures the game is also different. I mean, obviously the level is a bit different, but just the whole game, just because, you, for example, you don't have any ball changes or not as much, I mean, you're basically forced to play with all balls and... A player for me is not going to be happy playing against uh, grinders of old balls for sure. And it's something that on AP2 I'm really happy about that we have lots of ball changes here. So it keeps the game fast. It's still easy to, to win points with a serve. Um, and I feel like if it actually really has a big impact on the tennis game, that's something that, um, yeah, that's a major, 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 not flaw, but just a major difference because the things around the tennis court, like how big the stadium is, stuff like that. Those are things that don't necessarily change the level on the game or how the match will be end up playing out. So when an umpire says, new balls, please, do you quietly just rejoice? I do, but then again, I also read a statistic that most of the breaks happen when you get new balls. So, yeah, I prefer to return with new balls. <laughs> You're now the Swiss number one. Is that a good thing or have you had to... Do you feel that you're having to fill unreasonably big shoes? I mean, on the whole, I think all Swiss players, we're, we're privileged to have two guys like that um, who basically showed us how, how to do it. Um, I mean, I was always a player just basically looking for, for myself. I mean, the Swiss rankings don't, doesn't really matter. Um, just trying to perform well internationally. And I mean, I st still think now... Yeah, I mean, Stan is also further down the rankings, but I mean, the player, the qualities he has, I mean, they're huge. And I mean, um, I think lots of, lots of us will be able to, um, to basically um, learn a lot from Roger to, to see um, how he plays, to have opportunities to practice with him, to see what life, what his life looks a bit like, um, which are all things that I think helped us on our way. And I mean, we cannot be more than grateful. Um, I've been trying to win an ATP tournament for much longer than right after he retired. So a bit of a lucky coincidence for me. Um, but, I mean, on the whole, it's, uh, it's, it's sad for the sport. But, I mean, it's also and every player at one point will have to retire. It's also something that goes through my head. You never know how long you'll be able to play. Um, so just try and just enjoy every moment of it. I mean, you had a chance to practice with Roger, didn't you, in Dubai a few years ago. What did you pick up from that? Um, yeah, on one hand, I thought most interesting was to see how, how he trains. Like, just the way he focuses, um, we'll be able to switch on the switch for, for practice and then shut off completely when taking a break, um, having a good mood. 
um, also having discussions with him about about my game. I mean, he's also open to talk about tennis. I mean, he also loves the sport. So um, it's always interesting to have um, a conversation eye to eye. Um, then again, every player is different and the things that are right for him may not be right for me. Um, then again, I mean, yeah, just feel like having the opportunity to be playing on a level with him in, in two weeks is really just you see exactly the way he uh, thinks about tennis, the, how much thought actually goes through his mind because when you watch him play on, on, on TV, you just see a guy playing amazing tennis. And um, But the fact is that, the, that every every shot he's his shot selection is incredible and it all has a thought behind it and it just starts off only with the return as well um, he once asked me so yeah what do you think about the returns and I'm like yeah I mean, I'm trying to hit him in that's my biggest goal and it's like yeah okay but on a second serve you know you do can like what happens if you play a shorter return you know then you can basically see the game before it happens a bit and I mean that's also something that I think is lots of players maybe do little little but then on the other hand I mean, um, yeah, I'm happy with that. <laughs> so did you end up doing things differently, having had your couple of weeks with him, or is it just a question of confidence? A lot to do has to do with confidence. I think a lot about the sport has to do with confidence because um, everyone can play well. Everyone can play well, and I think the biggest um, problem or in the way is just decision-making in a, in a fact because as a player you never play the same shot twice. Like even the serve, you can say, okay, that's a shot where the opponent does not really have anything um, against you. Just you and yourself with the ball tossing the serve. But every other shot is different. I mean, it's, it has a different kind of spin, a different angle that comes to you. So every time you have to move a bit differently, and those are like very small adjust adjustments you have to make. And um, I feel like that's the real big difference between the great players and. Uh, good players and the bad players or the worst players um, it's just that they're able to make those decisions correctly like choose which shot you want to play and also like see what kind of ball is coming towards you so that you're able to adjust and play the right ball towards that and was that a factor in you winning your first tournament in Sofia I mean obviously a great achievement for you but it took a while to get to your first ATP title is that a question of just putting together the right strokes at the right time? I'd say so. I'd say so. I mean, I've, I've had many great, good weeks. I've had also weeks where I lost playing good tennis, but I lost close matches. And then sadly, you don't know what, what would turn out that week um, because you're out. And also in Sofia, I had lots of tight matches. And that week was basically, yeah, the one thing that was for sure that week is that I was not losing those important points. I always found a way back into the set, back into uh, holding my serve, um, winning I think almost every tie break saving match points as well I mean that week definitely everything came together a bit You talk a lot about how the margins are very fine psychology is obviously a very big part of tennis your father I understand is a psychiatrist obviously psychiatry is a slightly different profession than psychology but has he helped you in terms of building up your own mental fortitude? Yeah I consider myself very lucky to have um, parents who I have um, because they're just always there for me. And my, my dad especially, he, he loves talking about tennis. He loves um, analyzing everything. Sometimes too much <laughs> for me, but I think it's also normal that I'm not willing to yeah, have very long discussions about tennis, especially when I lose those matches or have uh, fed up with the way I played. 
Um, but I mean, yeah, for sure. He'd probably want me to talk a bit more, to open up a bit more sometimes about decisions that I make on the court. Um, but on the whole, I feel like I'm very privileged to have that kind of support from her. Is there anything you've done differently as a result of a suggestion from him based on his professional experience? I wouldn't say so. Because um, in my, my mind, he was never a professional tennis player in that kind of way. Um, I kind of feel like I always, when I played a good match or beat a good guy, um, I felt like, okay, this is the way I want to play. And that really only was able to do that once I played against guys in the top 100, top 50, and I was playing close matches against them. That's basically when I figured out the way the match should look like. And I feel like it's hard to do that beforehand because before I've seen it, before I've done it or achieved it, I always feel it's like hard to know that I'm actually doing the right thing. Um, I think that's true for every player, that once you've accomplished something, then you know you can do more of that. Um, that's why now I think, yeah, the doors are open for me. I mean, I've not won a, a Grand Slam match yet in my, in my life, at least not in the main draw. So that's something that I'm really looking forward to, give my best to do that. And, um, yeah, that's basically my biggest goal. You're bilingual in English and Swiss-German, but both your parents are Swiss, is that right? And your mother spoke English with you at home. Exactly. That's unusual, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit unusual. I mean, my parents decided to raise us English as a mother tongue and German just because we grew up there. And, I mean, French, yeah, you drive an hour away in Switzerland and you're speaking French, so that was definitely also a language that I picked up on the way. And also in school, I um, learned a bit of Italian as well. So, basically. So what do you speak at home? At home, I still speak. My mom, English, and my dad, German, that's for sure. <laughs> and with your siblings? My sister also a mixture of both, usually English, but we tend to mix up some things. <laughs> she older or younger than you? She's four years older. So she would have spoken, yeah, she would, would she, is she more bilingual than you or are you about the same? Uh, I would say probably she would be a bit more, but now that I've been traveling so much, I'm definitely using the other languages much more than she is. So, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't, don't even know. I feel like I speak a couple of good, very good languages, but then the writing, not so sure. <laughs> and just a question about your Swissness. You, uh, on the ATP website, you cite raclette as one of your favorite dishes. It's this melted cheese dish, which is very popular in Switzerland. Is that something that you serve up, or is it just something you enjoy eating? I just enjoy eating. I don't honestly cook that much, sadly. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, that's something I always look forward to in winter, especially when it's cold. It's nice to have a good portion of raclette. Um, then again, I feel we have also a privilege to be able to have great food abroad. Um, I love Mexican food, I love Italian food. I feel like there's so many opportunities um, when you're abroad because you're eating a lot in restaurants, you know, so it's something that's definitely a big perk of the tennis life. I mean, I love raclette, but at the end of a raclette meal, you certainly feel very heavy with all the cheese. Is that good for a, a top-level athlete? <laughs> no, definitely not good. It just depends what you're doing. I mean, next day should be all right. But, I mean, I'm also a guy who's basically, yeah, knock on wood, hasn't had that many problems with food. Um, but, yeah, not for sure. I mean, if you're trying to practice next day, or then it's not the healthiest thing.